Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I forgot to welcome my good friend, Ray Cooper, Governor Ray Cooper, to Mecklenburg County, where he's engaging in a little bit of the stochastic terrorism. Uh, welcome, Governor. <laughs> <I'll>, uh, <laughs> he's going to veto that abortion legislation tomorrow. Or sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday. Because it's so dangerous. You just want to move on that right away. You know, you just want to just nip that in the bud. And so he's going to wait until that might be the full, that might be like the 10th day or ninth day. He's going to wait until Saturday when nobody's working and no one's paying attention to the news cycle. And that's when he's going to, he's going to veto that abortion bill. (laughs) Okay. And uh, meanwhile, he's in town whipping up people against the, uh, oh, you know what? All right. I'm going to, because I just saw he's, he's making the rounds. He made the rounds over the weekend as well. So let's just go ahead and go ahead and get into it. Oh, I should also hang on a second. Let me read this message from uh, Tim at Old Grouch's Military Surplus. He says, Pete, when someone is kicked out of the military after just a few weeks, it's considered an administrative separation. It takes one to two weeks to start basic after you report and a month to process paperwork excuse me, paperwork, once they decide to separate you. So this guy didn't even make it through basic and would be what is called an entry-level separation or an ELS. An ELS is not characterized as honorable, general, other than honorable, or dishonorable. Those are all the kinds of discharges, but rather it says not enough service to classify. Entry-level separation, ELS. An actual dishonorable discharge is hard to get. It's the equivalent of felony conviction. It requires a court-martial. So unless he commuted, uh, committed a felony-level crime in those few weeks, he would not have faced that. His discharge was likely coded for something like failure to adapt to military life, and he got sent back out as quick as they could. They don't do a formal psych diagnosis in these cases. They just get rid of the problem. Uh, that's regarding the shooter in Allen, Texas, who was uh, kicked out of the army within a few weeks for, quote, mental health reasons, but somehow or another was never a prohibited buyer. I think that might be a loophole, maybe worth exploring. Somebody can't can't hack it for uh, for a mental health reason. Not just like, you know, I'm not adapting. It's not working out. I made the wrong choice. You know, not like that, but like, guy's crazy, he's got, like, swastika tattoos, like, me. okay, like, that might be, that might be a red flag. <laughs> I appreciate the info. Um, do, 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 do. All right, so, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper. Got some audio. So, first thing he does is he goes on to the, uh, the Twitter machine, and um, he puts out a statement, sends out a tweet, puts out a video statement, and uh, he says that the... Uh, Republican passed legislation to restrict abortions to basically n- no reason necessary with, within the first trimester. So 
for the first 12 weeks of your pregnancy, just murder at will, okay? Just kill as many of those babies as you want, all right? But that, he says, may, uh, that, that, the 12 weeks and the legislation that, that puts the cap from 20 down to 12 weeks, um, and that's just for no excuse, like early one-stop, no-excuse abortions, like voting, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. So 12 weeks, that's what you get. But if it's for um, rape and incest, you get 24 weeks. Or sorry, 20 weeks. If it's And, and any time for life of the mother is, is throughout the entire pregnancy, I believe. But 12 weeks, that's, that is basically uh, the equivalent of banning all abortions alt- uh, altogether. And so here was his statement he put out on the Twitter machine. Right now, North Carolina Republicans are pushing an abortion ban that dramatically reduces women's health care freedom. They say this is a reasonable 12-week ban. It's not. Mm-mm. The fine print requirements and restrictions will shut down clinics and make abortion completely unavailable to many women at any time, causing desperation and death. The fine print effectively bans medication abortion at 10 weeks. It requires three in-person clinic visits, which doctors say is medically unjustified. And many women can't afford the time, travel, and money for that if there are any clinics left. New burdensome and unnecessary requirements will cause many clinics to shut their doors. This bill has nothing to do with making women safer and everything to do with banning abortion. I'll veto this awful bill, but I need your help. Republican legislators like Ted Davis and Michael Lee from Wilmington, John Bradford and Tricia Cotham from Mecklenburg County made campaign promises to protect women's reproductive health. Demand that they keep their promises by sustaining the veto. Look, right-wing politicians don't belong in the exam room with women and their doctors. They can't be trusted. Together, let's stop this dangerous abortion ban. I'm pretty disappointed he did not use the talking point of the monster abortion bill. That one, yeah, they yeah, they ran that one up the flagpole, and apparently nobody saluted, and so they took it back down. It didn't really... It just it didn't catch on. They were they were trying to make it happen like fetch and it just didn't. It it did not catch on. And so uh, they've abandoned it. Now they're going to the dangerous abortion bill There's a dangerous. Abor- I mean, not as dangerous, obviously, as abortion is to the baby, but it's a dangerous bill that, you know, says y- you got to make this decision early. You got to do it within 12 weeks. And if it's. Uh, rape or incest, 20 weeks. If there is some um, life-limited fetal anomaly, you have 24 weeks. And if the life of the mother is in danger, it's at any time. Not health, life. Life is in danger. Because the lefties and the abortionists would use health as sort of a catch-all for uh, I think my mental health will suffer if I have to raise this child. And so then, okay, we can kill it. Like, that checks the box. And so they would use health as their uh, their reason. So by saying life is in danger, that that eliminates that, that little loophole that the lefties were using. Um, 
You, you heard him mention paperwork. It has more medical and paperwork requirements for women and physicians, including that women make an in-person visit to a medical professional at least 72 hours before the procedure. So you actually have to meet somebody. It can't just be over the phone or a Zoom call. you got to meet the doctor. You have to actually have an exam. Uh, the current law allows the three-day waiting period to begin over the phone, but that's not going to be the case any longer. There's also a requirement for a follow-up visit for women who have a medically induced abortion. So not surgery, but the methotone, um, whatever it's called. But anyway, the, the, the abortifacients, right, the, the drugs. You take one of the pills, and then a couple days later, whatever, you take the other one, and then that kills the uh, the baby. And so... Uh, the reason why that is the case, and you have to you have to have the follow up visits. This was explained by the uh, uh, the sponsors of the bill. They said that the side effects of the uh, of taking the meds are the same as dangerous complications from the meds, right? Like so, you I mean, think about this, right? If you are taking the medicine. medicine, you're taking these pills that are then killing the life, right? There is the, the effects of that afterwards. Well, those effects include like, you know, cramping of the stomach, you know, pain and stuff like that. Well, that's also going to be the symptoms of complications. And so women can die if they mistake the complications for just side effects, Right. Um, Roy Cooper then went on to, what is this, CBS's uh, Face the Nation. He goes on to Face the Nation and, uh, again, makes this, makes this case that it's going to ban abortions altogether. And uh, he says, look, we need to just, you know, lobby and pressure one Republican to flip their vote, and he has identified four of them who I'm sure will suffer no negative adverse effects. I'm sure nobody will come to their house. Nobody will send threatening messages to them. I bet nothing like that will happen because, after all, stochastic terrorism is different when Democrats do it. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. If you want to email Pete at the PeteCallanerShow.com, that's the email address. I got this one from Chris. Pete, uh, why is no one talking about the solution to avoiding having to get an abortion? Using birth control works and not having sex is a sure solution. Why is this not being included in the discussions? Because that is a sacrament for, uh, yeah, for the postmodern secularist left. It's a sacrament. Sex with uh, reckless abandon with everybody you can sleep with. That's the that's the highest ideal, I believe. Um, do 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 do. do. Oh, I just answer the questions here. <laughs> 
Um, mm. Jennifer wants to know, can I post my link? I post all of my links on my Patreon page. It is free. Anybody can access it. It's all right there at Patreon, uh, the Pete Callender Show. Uh, I post them up every day after the program. Um, and Brett says, forgive me for possibly changing the subject, but the dream ticket for the Democrats would be to drop Kamala Harris and go with a Biden-Feinstein ticket. Diane Feinstein, Feinstein. I never know how to pronounce her last name. Um, imagine a debate where the questions are never answered because they are simply not understood. Would, as always, enjoying your show. Thank you, Brett. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that would make for a kind of comical um, <laughs> debate. Uh, all right. So on the uh, the abortion issue, and uh, Pat McCory just heard you just heard the uh, uh, McCory minute here on WBT, and. He's talking about the difference between North and South Carolina's abortion law and the South Carolina uh, bill that they were running. I think they were trying to go to like, was it six weeks? And then it got shut down because some Republicans got wobbly on it. Or maybe it was a heartbeat bill and they 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 nixed it. And um, which is going to be interesting, because if the Republicans are able to override Governor Cooper's veto on this bill in North Carolina, then it would put North Carolina's abortion legislation as more limited than the South Carolina bill, right? For the number of weeks, I believe. And so, uh, so, I mean, that's interesting, but he makes a point at the very end of the minute where he talks about how, if you, if you were a Republican and you had said that you were supportive of, a uh, of a 12 week ban, right. That North Carolina is debating right now or has passed, I should say. And, and the governor says he will veto that if you were a Republican candidate and you had promised that two years ago, you'd have been toast in your GOP primary. But now, because the polling is showing that people are sort of more in the middle on these issues, that now you've got Republicans that are moderating on the restrictions in some cases, in some states, not all states, hashtag not all states. Um, That's McCrory's point. Now, I would I would simply point out here that the reason why we are able to see where the people fall on this and what might be the best uh, the best legislation, the best law is because precisely it was returned to the states by the Dobbs decision by the Supreme Court. This is where it always should have remained. It never should have been a Supreme Court decision that court never should have taken it away from the people. They never should have done that. This, the Dobbs decision was the right decision. No matter, no matter where you fall on the question of abortion, the Dobbs decision was the right decision. This is where we should be debating the, the topic. And the Republicans... If, you know, in some states, their electorate wants them to do like near total bans and they're they're moving forward with it. That's good for their states. That's sufficient for their states. Every state gets to decide. And if you want to live in a state where you get the option of having all the abortions you want, then you can vote with your feet and move to a state that allows what you want. Right. That's the beauty of federalism. The email, as always. Pete at the Pete Callender Show dot com. The phone number seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. Message from Dan. 
The abortion legislation in South Carolina is still in the works. It's being ping-ponged back and forth between a House and a Senate, both trying to play the power games. Uh, We are more important than you. They both agree on six weeks, but they both want to take credit for the bill. Oh, good grief. There's also the GOP state senator from Myrtle Beach, Greg Hembry, who has suggested that they send it to a referendum, i.e., let the people decide, which is a euphemism for... I don't have the cojones to state an opinion that people might not like. Fair. Uh, more babies die as these maroons play political tennis. Um, I did see this interesting argument uh, made by retired Colonel Kurt Schlichter. He's a columnist at townhall.com. He talks about how uh, Republicans in states that are not reliably read know better how to fight leftists and they know better how to get um, how to get legislation done when they finally get control. Because when you have a, and he pointed to South Carolina as an example, it's a red state controlled by Republicans, right? For years and years and years and years. And you get Lindsey Graham. <laughs> how does that happen? Uh, Anyway, so let me get back to this audio from uh, my good friend Ray Cooper, the uh, governor of North Carolina. He makes the rounds. Uh, he's telling everybody who will listen. He came to Mecklenburg. He was in Davidson uh, about an hour ago uh, targeting Republican lawmakers for harassment and abuse uh, by the public so as to convince them to sustain his veto. He needs to get one. He needs one Republican in either the Senate or the House to sustain his veto. And so he has identified four of them. By name, he has been uh, onto the, the social media. He's been, he went on to CBS's Face the Nation. So he, he took this message national in order to whip up the mobs against Senator Michael Lee of New Hanover County, uh, Representative Ted Davis of New Hanover, and uh, two representatives from the great state of Mecklenburg County, Trisha Cotham and John Bradford. Here is uh, to, to, to put number one on Face the Nation, my good friend Ray Cooper. They've dressed this up as a 12-week ban, mm-hmm. but it's really not. No. They rammed through a bill in 48 hours with no public input, with no amendments that drastically reduces access to reproductive freedom for women. Uh, It'll effectively ban many abortions altogether because of the obstacles that they have created for women, for clinics, and for doctors. They have tried to disguise the disastrous impacts of this bill, but we're going to expose them. (laughs) This bill has nothing to do with making women safer and everything to do with banning abortions. Not mentioned monster abortion bill. Again, I feel the need to point that out because they were, I just saw actually, uh, it was like, uh, it was Planned Parenthood or NC Pro-Choice. Somebody just, I just saw it within the last hour. They used the monster abortion bill language, the talking point, which it seems like everybody else has abandoned, but they didn't get the memo, the updated talking points memo. Um, when asked how he planned to stop Republicans from overriding his veto, he said just one Republican needs to Keep their campaign promise. First, we only need one Republican to keep a promise. 
at least four Republican legislators made promises to their constituents during this campaign that they were going to protect women's reproductive freedom. They only have a supermajority by one vote in the Senate and one vote in the House. And we've seen Republicans across the country step up. We saw them step up in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. We saw them step up in Nebraska because they know that people don't want abortion bans. And that's what this bill is. The more people find out about it. Why would they respond to your public calling out? Why do you think that would matter to them? Well, they don't have to answer to me. They have to answer to their constituents. All right. So what what is he saying? It's a great question, by the way. Great question by the host of CBS's Face the Nation. I don't know her name. Margaret something, I think. But why would they listen to you? You're a Democrat. They're Republicans. Why are they going to listen to you to override uh, or to to, to um, sustain your veto? And what's his answer? Don't listen to me. Listen to your voters. And so what does that mean? If you are a pro-choicer, you're a leftist, and you're listening to that message, what is he telling you to do? He's telling you to go and lobby, go make your opinion known to these four members. Now, one of the members is this Senator Michael Lee, not that Mike Lee, Michael Lee from New Hanover County. And he went on to Twitter and he said, I will not let the governor lie to the people of my district and this state and try to bully me out of legislation that I campaigned on supporting. I was clear on my position then, and I am clear now. I support first trimester abortions with exceptions beyond the first 12 weeks, and that is exactly what this bill does. The vast majority of the state and the country also believe that this is a common-sense and reasonable approach. This is what Mike Lee wrote a... He wrote an op-ed explaining all of this in the local paper in Wilmington during the election cycle. And yet Cooper is calling him out by name, trying to whip up the nuts to harass him. That's what's happening. That's, That's the game that Cooper plays. And before you say, oh, that's not what he's doing, that is exactly what he's doing. And you know why I say that? Because he's got a record of doing it. He did it with HB2. He whipped up mobs of people all across the country in an effort to get HB2 repealed. But not not repealed before he won election. No, no, no. He first had to make it hurt, right? He had to get people like, what's his face? Scott Benioff, I think is his name. Or Mark Benioff, the guy who had Salesforce and is this left-wing activist who then marshaled the business forces against the state of North Carolina when HB2 was passed, led the boycott, right? Roy Cooper out there supporting the boycott, making phone calls. And then what he says to his fellow Democrats in the legislature, don't you dare agree to any kind of a fix before the election. If you do, you'll have no role in my administration. He needed the campaign issue. That's why he did it. You don't think he would do it this way? You don't think he would? You don't think he would employ the exact same uh, uh, strategy against these four lawmakers to whip up mobs against them in order to make them bend the knee to him? You don't think he would do that? Of course he would. Of course he would. It's gaslighting. Nathan Babcock, who is a political operative guy up in Raleigh, 
He says, uh, the bill has nothing to do with making women safer, everything to do with banning their reproductive freedom. When Cooper says that, he's lying. It's a lie. He says, it's not going to shut down abortion clinics. Surgical abortion is surgery. Senate Bill 20 requires abortion clinics to have the same safety standards that an OR and recovery room as and surgical centers have. You got to have them. If you're performing surgery, you need to meet the standards of surgical centers. This is the same argument that the left tried to make when they said, hey, maybe, you know, we should have some standards. You know, veterinarians have to meet certain standards for performing procedures. Maybe we need those same sort of standards for abortion clinics. And you would think like that, that they just closed every single clinic in the state. We demand no standards to protect the health and safety of the woman patient. It's craziness. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, a couple more uh, items. Nathan Babcock addressing Governor Cooper's lies, my good friend Ray Cooper. He's uh, telling while he's out there trying to pressure four Republicans to flip their votes and to sustain his veto. So Cooper's running around saying the fine print bans abortion at 10 weeks. What is he talking about? He's talking about medication abortion, right, which is just from the pills, and it doesn't actually state that. It simply states that the physician has to verify the gestational age of the unborn baby is under 10 weeks. Why? Is that because a bunch of right-winger Christians want to tell you how to live? No, actually, the FDA only approves the medical abortions through 10 weeks. See, so they're actually adhering to FDA guidance on that. So I guess Roy Cooper hates the FDA guidance. He also then laments that it requires three in-person clinic visits that doctors say is medically unnecessary. So what is he doing there? He is counting the third visit, the follow-up visit, which physicians have to offer to make sure that there aren't any complications. They have to offer the follow-up, but the woman does not have to go to it. She does not have to go to the third visit. This is it's, it's these are examples and this is what the left does on everything. They catastrophize every single issue. You know, climate change, we're all going to die. You have to do this stuff, right? This catastrophizing everything. But this actually speaks to something and I came across a video the other day. It uh it speaks to something. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name, Scruton, Scruton. Scruton sounds funnier to say but it's the it's this mindset of the of the left this mindset of the left that uh is is ordered around negativism that things are so bad that we have to take over control we've got to take power to do these things the problem is that the mindset 
then continues to exist even after you've seized the control. Which is why stuff doesn't ever get better <laughs> for you. I'm going to go into that in the next hour. Um, Andrew Dunn over at Longleaf Politics. He goes over the uh, the details here on these four different members, that, why they're being targeted, these four Republicans. Um, I already mentioned um, Michael Lee of New Hanover County. Obviously, Trisha Cotham here in Mecklenburg because, you know, she was a Democrat up until like a minute ago. And she had uh, given, uh, she, you know, a couple of years ago, she gave this this speech on the floor, you know, you know, don't you come for any of my rights, you know, unwavering, unapologetic support of abortion rights and all of this. Um, so they're, you know, saying this is a flip for her. Uh, they're going after John Bradford, Republican of Mecklenburg County, because he's in a suburban swing Charlotte district, the lone member to be elected from the area in the last few cycles. And he told Axios Charlotte last fall, that he supports the status quo and he had no intentions of going back to Raleigh and trying to make the 20 weeks more restrictive. But that answer left plenty of wiggle room. He wasn't the driving force behind the bill. He didn't say he wouldn't vote for a bill that tightens restrictions. He just said that he wasn't going back to Raleigh to try to make it more restrictive. All right. But then there's this guy named Ted Davis and he presents the most difficult case and seems to be the most likely to kill the bill. Davis is one of several representatives from New Hanover County whose swing district includes parts of Wilmington and smaller beach towns. On the campaign trail, he was adamant about his uh, support for keeping abortion laws as is. Okay, He was on a podcast episode with the New Hanover County Republican Party back in October, and he said he wanted to keep the status quo. He said, quote, I support what the law is in North Carolina right now. He cast himself as a moderate on the issue. In a candidate forum, he went even further. He reiterated his stance on the current law, uh, but then he said he would defy the pressure from his own caucus to change North Carolina's abortion law. He said, quote, the speaker does not tell me what to do. I'm not going to be influenced because the speaker of the House might say what he might want me to do. That in no way, shape, or form means that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to vote to keep it just the way it is. Now, that to me seems like a pretty concrete position. Davis did not vote on Senate Bill 20, by the way. He is listed as an excused absence. So he took a walk, as they call it in Raleigh. He took a walk. He was present for a vote on a bill six minutes before the abortion bill came up. And then he took a walk and the bill passed. Dude's a coward. He's a coward, right? He made his position very clear during the campaign. And now he's taken a walk because he doesn't want to cross the Republicans, his leadership, or his voters and Democrats. (laughs) 